Recording in progress. Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoredeya Chelik Sheni. Hilchas Nedorim Halacha Beis from the beginning. We dedicate the learning today for a complete Rufuah Shalema for Chaviva Chana Basgalia and Atora Esther Basgalia and her newborn baby, baby boy. Rufuah Shalema to the mother and the newborn baby boy. And a Mazel Tov. And in addition, complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it, including Gershon Chanoi Chenech Ben Rochel, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha Baspero, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomenissim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Hindachasa Bas Chana, Soragitl Bas Chana Riva, Gitaganendel Bas Sipoira, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, <coughs> Gavriela Sara Bas Rivka, David Leib Ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Chaim Ben Rachel, Soramaya Bas Sipoira, Shirat Voira Bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Tuvi Tzvi Ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Ami Chai Ben Yehudis Gila, Chana Bas Zelda, Yerachmiel Yisrael Doi Ben Frumet Nechama, Yosef Ben Mazel, Toiba Bas Chava Peril, Sora Bas Odel, Simcha Bat Sora, Hillel Yisrael Ben Sora, Nechem Yizalme Ben Sora Fega, B'soich Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, B'soich Sharcho Yisrael. Rav Nosanzal begins, Inye medorem u'shvois, Shehem l'choyra dvar tema. The topic of vows, Rav Nosanzal says, seems to be a, a very strange thing. Sheyuchal ho'odom l'esor al'atzmoi e'zedovor, that a person has the ability to make something forbidden to themselves or to create an obligation for themselves related to a certain thing through a neder or a shvua. Nimtza, therefore we conclude this means that a person can create new Torah, new mitzvahs that are not expressed, that, that, that are not really in the Torah. Because through a neder or a shvua, a person can turn anything into a mitzvah or an avera. A person, I have a watch. I can say, I hereby make a vow that I'm not going to wear this watch ever again. And now it becomes a sin for me to put on that watch. 
or I make a vow that I am gonna, I have to wear this watch every day. Even though in the Torah itself, there's no specific mitzvah regarding that watch, wearing it or not wearing it. However, in order to understand this, Rab Zal says it's related to chapter 78 in the second half of Likut Imran, which is based on the pasuk, the first pasuk of Parshas Voeschanan. B'maymar Hamaschil, the chapter on Likut Imran that begins with the words Be'inyan Hanhogas Hapshitus Shel Emes, regarding the fact that even at Sadiko Emes sometimes has to take a break from Torah and he has to conduct himself in a very, very simple way. Ayin Shom Heitev, study that chapter and Likut Imran well to get a proper foundation for this halacha. V'toichen hadovor Shom, basically what Rabbi Nezal says there is, Shebe'ez shehatzadik misnahig bedarkei apshitus kemoi ish poshut ve'eno yoisik batoira during those times that the tzadik conducts himself in a very, very simple manner, like a simple person who's not very learned, who's not, who doesn't spend a lot of time studying Torah, and the tzaddik is not involved in the study of Torah or actually performing an obvious mitzvah. Because the tzaddik is not directly attached to the Torah at that time, and he needs to draw a spiritual life, he draws it from what sustained the world before Hashem gave the Torah on Har Sinai, during those 2,448 years before the Torah was officially given to Klal Yisrael and to the world. And yet the world existed. The same way the world existed then is how the tzaddik today exists when he's not directly plugged into the Torah. During those years before Matan Torah, the world existed through Hashem's kindness, through a freebie type of kindness. <coughs> Meaning, even though we weren't studying Torah, even though we weren't performing mitzvahs, Hashem was still giving us life. Since during that period of time, the Torah was not revealed publicly in the world. However, the truth is, even before the Torah was given on Har Sinai, publicly, officially, the Torah was in the world prior to that. It's just that it was very hidden. <coughs> because prior to Matan Torah, the Ten Commandments, the spiritual light of the Ten Commandments was hidden in the Ten Original Statements of Creation. And 
And those 10 original statements of creation are found, are cloaked in everything in this world. Everything in this world was created by those 10 statements <coughs> and has part of those 10 statements inside of itself. Because everything was created through these 10 statements. Vishom Nelam Hatoira. And inside of those 10 original statements of creation, is hidden the Torah, the Bechinas Aseris Hadibrois, the Ten Commandments. And the tzaddik, during that period of time when he's being very simple, meaning during that time when he's not clearly connected to the Torah, when a tzaddik is relieving himself, or a tzaddik again is, is, doing, is, is doing physical exercise or something. The tzaddik is drawing spiritual life in this manner. By connecting to the Torah that's hidden in everything in creation. That's hidden in everything that exists in this world. Because once again, everything was created from those 10 original statements of creation and is connected to it. Then Rabbi Nezal goes on to say over there, And this is also the path to Eretz Yisrael. This is also the way that one gets to Eretz Yisrael. Because when Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to get to Eretz Yisrael, this is what he said, el Hashem, I pleaded with Hashem. And Rashi says on the word matnas chinam, that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking for a free gift. Even though I don't actually deserve it, this, Hashem has this oitzer matnas chinam, this treasury of free gifts. So that's the way, that's the path to Eretz Yisrael, connecting to that chesed chinam. Because through those ten original statements of creation, which are a display of the power of Hashem's actions, how He created the world, that's what makes it possible for us, the Jewish people, to conquer Eretz Yisrael from our enemies, from the other nations that were there first. Because the first Rashi in Chumash quotes the Medrash, which says, which asks, why does Hashem start the Torah telling us all about creation? Why doesn't He just go straight into the mitzvahs? And the answer is, so that the non-Jews, the seven nations that were in Eretz Yisrael before us, should not say that we are thieves, we stole their land. That's why Hashem on page one wrote, I created the world, I created, I made everything in creation. So therefore it's clear that it's Hashem's land and Hashem allowed them to be in there before us 
And Hashem decided when He wants them out and He wants us to replace them. That's why Hashem started the Torah with Bereshis, clearly showing that He created everything. Because with Hashem's will, He gave Eretz Yisrael to those other seven nations, and when, with Hashem's will, He took it away from them and gave it to us. That's the first Rashi in Bereshis. Ayn Shom Hetev Kol Ho'inyan. Study this whole topic over there in chapter 78 in the second half of Likut Imran to have a good, clear understanding going into this halacha. Now, regarding this last paragraph, Rav Zal says that this is the path to Eretz Yisrael. There's the, 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 the Gemara says, Derech Eretz Kodmo La Torah. That Derech Eretz comes before Torah. And Rav Nosnesal, I'm sorry, Rav Nosnesal over there in Likutimran says that again, Derech Eretz is what preceded the Torah, is what sustained the world before the Torah was given. Which means that Derech Eretz, and Derech Eretz means a livelihood. You know, it's living in the world on a physical level. And that preceded the Torah. The, the, the question as to how the Asura Mamoris are connected to Chesed Chinam because of the fact that before the Torah was given, man had no way of earning their existence in this world. And therefore, so then how did we exist? We existed through those ten statements of creation. That's number one. And number two, the Gemara says, that, that it, there were 26 generations before the Torah was given, and the Gemara says that corresponds to the 26 Kilo Olam Chazdois in, in a chapter in Tehillim. And, and all, all the other ones there. Again, this Kilo Olam Chazdois showing that during those 26 generations, before the Torah was being studied and observed by, by the entire Jewish nation, the world existed, those 26 generations existed with this chazdoi, with this chesed chinam, and it, and, and it was brought into existence and maintained by those 10 statements of creation. So the 10 statements of creation go together with that chesed that sustained the world prior to the Torah being given officially. Now Rav Nosanzal begins his own discussion. Paragraph Beis. Based on this concept of what was before the Torah was given and after the Torah was given, we're going to be able to understand the concept of Neder and Shavua. <coughs> that Hashem has given us the ability to declare anything in the world forbidden, even though according to the Torah it's permissible. We have the ability by making a neder of our shvua to make something forbidden, and to make Torah out of anything in the world. I can, I can declare it forbidden, 
or I can declare it as an obligation. Meaning, I can create a new mitzvah or an avera by making a neder and a shvur or a shvur about something. Ki be'emes kol hadvorim shebo'ilam kulam mekablim chius alidei hatoira. The truth is, everything in this world draws its life, its spiritual life, from the Torah. Ki beladei hatoira ein shum chius l'shum dover shebo'ilam. Because without the Torah, nothing in this world could really exist. <coughs> the Torah is called Chaim, it's called life. Eitz Chaim Hila Machazikimbo. Ki oiraiso v'kutshebrichu kulachad. Because the Zohar Kodesh says, Hashem and the Torah are one. Ubevadai ein chius l'shum dover sheboilam ki And most definitely, Nothing in this world exists without drawing life from Hashem. And we just said Hashem and the Torah are one. So therefore, we're drawing life from Hashem, we're drawing life from the Torah. It's the same thing. And therefore, we're able to serve Hashem with anything and everything in this world, even if it's not an actual chayfetz of mitzvah, even if it's not tzitzis or tefillin or a mezuzah. Kamayshikosov, as it says in Mishlei, bechol derochecho doehu, know Hashem and be connected to Hashem in all of your ways. Ki bechulam melubosh hatoyro kaviyocho, because in everything in the world, the Torah is cloaked, the Torah is hidden there. And that's what makes it possible for us to attach anything and everything to the Torah and turn everything into Torah. <clears throat> like we gave the example of a watch, you know. And this concept was revealed to us in the Torah via this mitzvah of neder and shvuah. <clears throat> Hashem has given us this mitzvah. Through this mitzvah of neder and shvuah, we have the ability <coughs> to create Torah and mitzvahs from anything in the world. And from this, Hashem has shown us that there is Torah, there is the ability to serve Hashem with anything and everything in the world. Because everything in the world is drawing its life, is connected to the Torah. Any questions? And this is the concept of neder and shvuah. Because the spiritual life 
that's found in everything in the world, Shehu Bechinas HaToyrah, which is the Torah, Yesh Bozeh Shnei Bechinois. There's two aspects to this. The Hainu Bechinas Kiyum HaOyvam Koidamat in Torah. There's how the world existed before the Torah was given on Har Sinai. And also, it continues to exist now when we're not obviously connected to the Torah in any way, in any obvious way. As the Gemara says, that there are times when being detached from the Torah is what ensures the perpetuation and the existence of the Torah. <coughs> because in both of these cases, before the Torah was given on Har Sinai, and today, when we are not directly connected to the Torah, the world is existing on that chesed chinam, on that free kindness of Hashem. Shehu bechinas ha'alomas ha'Torah, which is the hidden Torah, as we explained, the Torah was hidden in the ten statements of creation. This level of spirituality, this chesed chinam of Hashem, is a very, very high level. It's the hidden Torah. Bechinas Sisrei Torah, like the secrets of Torah, which are the holiest aspect of the Torah. Shezeh Bechinas, we know that in a Sefer Torah, if you look at it, you'll see letters and you'll see crowns on the letters. You will not see the vowels or the musical notes. The vowels and the musical notes are on a much higher level of holiness than the letters or the crowns. The letters and the crowns represent the revealed Torah. The, the vowels and the, and the musical notes are the hidden Torah, this Torah Ne'elemis, which corresponds to this chesed chinam, this freebie kindness. Bechinas oitzar matnas chinam. As the Torah tells us, Hashem has a treasury of free gifts. Shehu bechina govoya mo'oi, which is a very high level. <clears throat> because when the Torah is not in the world at all, then, then the Torah could not exist on that free, freebie kindness. I'm sorry. Because when the Torah when, when the Torah is not in the world, then the Torah cannot exist on ordinary chesed, on a hundred watt light bulb. Because the world is not capable of existing on simple kindness. If the Torah is not in the world, the, the world needs a billion watts to exist. Regular chesed is a hundred watts or a thousand watts. The Torah is ten billion watts. Azai, alkein, therefore, azai, kesheen Torah, and therefore, when there isn't Torah, 
Azai kiyum ho'ilom aydei b'chinas chesed chinam. Then the world has to exist on that free kindness. Shehu b'chinas ha-toyro ha-ne'elemes, which is the hidden Torah. Shehi b'china gavoya moed, which is a very high spiritual level of light, billions of watts. Shemi goidel oir ha-chesed azeh, shehu chesed chinam, chesed godel moed, yochol lehiskayim ho'ilam, afal pi she'ein hizgalus ha-toyro bo'ilu. As a result of this chesed chinam, which is this hidden Torah, which is so high a level, the, the light of this chesed chinam has the ability to sustain the world, even though the Torah isn't in the world in any revealed way. Avol be'emes, afal pi she'bechina zu gavoya mo'id, ein ze shleimus kiyom ho'ilam. Rav Nosanzal says, however, the truth is, even though this is a very high level, this is not really the way Hashem wants the world to operate. This isn't really the perfect way for the world to operate. Because the real proper way for the world to exist and function is only by, by us receiving the Torah, which the Jewish people received and accepted. As it says in the beginning of creation, On the sixth day, Hashem created heaven and earth. Rashi, Rashi explains, that's not talking about Friday. That's not talking about the sixth day of creation. <clears throat> That's talking about the sixth day of Sivan in the year 2448. <clears throat> and Rashi explains, The whole world was shaky, was hanging, hanging in the balance until the sixth day of Sivan when the Jews received the Torah. That's when the world became officially established. Because the world cannot exist without Torah. Because that source of life, that great light, that chesed chinam, which sustained the world before Matan Torah, who nelam ma'oid, is very hidden, umigoidel he'elamai, and because it's so hidden, ki eno yochel lehislabesh klal besoichoilam, it cannot actually cloak itself and really attach itself to anything physical in this world, and therefore, it's, it's, that light can disappear completely and leave the world completely and cause the world to go back to complete nothingness. So that light is a very high level in everything, but it's very hidden, and because it's so hidden, it's easy for it to go poof, to disappear completely, chas v'shon. 
‫על כן, צופו השם יסבורך, ‫שאין העולם מסקיים בלוי תוירה. ‫therefore, השם saw and realized ‫that the world can't really exist and succeed ‫without the תוירה in, in an obvious way. ‫על כן, נוסן התוירה תקף אחר עשרים ושישה דוירס, ‫and therefore, השם gave the תוירה ‫to the Jews on Har Sinai, after 26 generations, from Adam to Shais and so on and so forth, there's 26 generations. As the Gemara says in Chagiga, as Rashi points out, the Gemara expounds on this Pasuk that Hashem's original intention was to give the Torah after a thousand generations. But the Gemara says he saw that there's no way the world is going to be able to survive that long without the Torah being officially given, and therefore he gave it after 26 generations. Because the main thing that allows the world to exist is the Torah. <laughs> whereby Hashem took that hidden light, that very high-level light, and cloaked it and placed it inside the letters of the Torah. <laughs> and by the Jewish nation fulfilling the Torah and, and studying the Torah, being involved with the Torah, <laughs> That's what enables us to draw Hashem into the world via those shapes and forms of the letters of the Torah. And therefore, the Torah is what established the base of the world. The Torah gave the world a base, a solid base to rest on and, and to, to be able to continue to exist. Because it's via the Torah that we draw spiritual life and energy into everything in the world. Because were it not for the Torah, that hidden light <coughs> would disappear at some point because it's so hidden. Because it's in such a hidden state, it has the potential to disappear completely, to disconnect from the world completely and cause the world to cease to exist. Rak, however, Afal Pikain, despite this, Gam Achshov, even nowadays, Be'es Shemuchrochen Levatel Medivrei Torah, during those times that we, the Jewish people, must disconnect from the Torah, a person goes to the bathroom, or a person's doing other activities where they're not directly connected to the Torah. Because it's completely impossible for a person to be studying Torah day and night without an interruption. As Rabbein Zal elaborates 
in this in the chapter on the Kutimran, chapter seventy-eight, in the second half of the Kutimran, which this halacha is based on. Azai, therefore, Boes Bitol Torah had Sadik Mechayatzmoi Bebechinas Kium Hoilam Koidamatan Torah. When the Tzadik is is taking time off from Torah, he's drawing life, he's sustaining himself <coughs> with that energy <coughs> that allowed the world to exist before the Torah was given on Har Sinai. Shehu Bechinas Chesed Chinam, which is that free kindness. Which, which is that Torah that's hidden in the Ten Statements of Creation. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likutim Aran, Ayin Sham, look over there, you'll have it clearer. <clears throat> and now Rabbi Nezal is going to get into the detail of explaining what Neder is, what Shvua is, and to be able to show us how they correspond <clears throat> to these two types of existence. The existence once we have the Torah and the existence before we receive the Torah or when we're not directly connected to the Torah. <clears throat> this is the whole concept of the of vows, the different types of vows. <clears throat> Nedorim and Shvois correspond to the two types of existence that we've been speaking about in, in now. Neder, Zebechinas Hachiyas Elokus Kaviyochel, Shahimakayim Ha'olam Koidamat Torah. Neder represents that spiritual life which sustained the world before the Torah was given. Shehi Bechinas HaTorah HaNe'alemes meaning neder is associated with that hidden Torah. <laughs> that hidden Torah is what shines life into everything in the world in a very hidden way. And therefore, when a Jew makes a neder, <coughs> The person goes up to that spiritual level that's called neder, which, which is the hidden Torah. That's what neder represents. Because neder, the Zohar Kodesh says, is associated with bina. The word neder is nun doer. 50th generation, <coughs> like Yovel. <coughs> Yovel is the Jubilee year, the 50th year. And we know that 50, the number 50, is associated with Bina, the Nun Shari Bina, the Gemara speaks about 50 gates of Bina. And Bina is called Alma de Iskasia, the hidden world, Kamuva, as is brought in the Zohar Kodesh in several places to pause for a moment. <coughs> I remember hearing from my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, in Hashem's name, Yud Vavke, there are two sets. There's Yud and Vavke. Yud are male and female, Kaviyocho. Vavke are male and female. Yud are father and mother. Vavke are son and daughter. 
Now, <clears throat> so therefore, that first hey is mother, is ima. It's called ima, and it's called bina. Now, the mothers of the Jewish people, the wives of Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu had two wives, Rachel and Leah. Rachel is called the lower Shechina. Rachel is that last hay of Yudke Vavke. Leah is the first hay of Yudke Vavke. Rachel is Malchus. Leah is Bina. <coughs> and this is mentioned throughout the Zohar Kodesh many times. The Zohar Kodesh, all the Sifrei Kabbalah. Rachel was buried out in the open at the crossroads between Ephrat and Beis Lechem. Leah, the Zohar Kodesh says, was buried inside, inside the Ma'ora Samach Pelo with Yaakov Avinu. <coughs> so Rachel is referred to as Isgalia. Leah is referred to as Iskasia, hidden. <coughs> that Shekhinah, <coughs> Alma Diskasia, the, the hidden world. So Bina is called Alma Diskasia. And Bina is above the seven lower spheroids. The seven lower spheroids represent this, the physical world, which was created in seven days. Bina means we're going into Olam Haba. We're going into the next world, which is hidden. There's a passage that describes Olam Haba. No eye has ever seen the likes of you, Hashem. What Hashem is going to do for those who wait for Him, meaning for those who are willing to wait till they get to the next world. They're not looking for instant gratification in this world. They're not looking for the pleasures of this world. They're willing to wait for the next world. They're willing to do mitzvahs and ma'asim toivim and serve Hashem, where we're told the, world, the reward is in the next world. For Azai, and when a person makes a neder about something, when a person makes a vow, I hereby declare this watch forbidden to me via a neder, <coughs> then the person is connecting that object to the hidden Torah. Because the Torah is hidden inside of everything. <laughs> Through the neder that a person verbalizes with their mouth related to a particular thing, <laughs> Through this, I'm revealing the spiritual life that's found in that object. <laughs> the hidden Torah. And that's what neder is all about, as we mentioned in the beginning of this halacha, that neder shows that I can, I can connect anything to the Torah, even though things that aren't connected to the Torah in any obvious way. You're right, it's not connected to the revealed Torah. I'm showing that through neder and shvu, I'm showing that it's connected to the hidden Torah. As we explained earlier, 
And then when a person makes, verbalizes an eder, and by doing that, they're revealing the fact that there is hidden Torah in this object. By saying, I'm making a vow regarding this watch, until I said the vow, you didn't, you didn't have, and there was no connection between this watch and the Torah, no obvious connection. Now I'm, suddenly, now I'm suddenly making this watch into Torah. Because the truth is, everything has Torah in it. It's just that it's very hidden in some cases. In a pair of tzitzis, it's more obvious. But in a shirt, a, 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 blue, a light blue shirt, it's not obvious. Where, however, when a person verbalizes a neder, he's revealing that which was hidden before. And he's making that object into Torah. And this is why the Gemara and Shulchan Aruch tell us that it's not really a vow until you verbalize it. Just thinking something doesn't yet make it, make it happen, doesn't actualize it. Because the main thing, our main mission in this world is to reveal that which is hidden, to reveal Hashem who is hidden, to reveal the Torah which is hidden. That's what the Torah is all about. As the Zohar Kodesh says, my Torah, what is Torah? The Torah is what teaches and reveals things that were originally hidden. This is the concept of a vow that a person verbalizes. Because the main revelation, one of the main examples of revealing something which is hidden is through the mouth. As the Pasuk says in Mishle, from a person's mouth is revealed that person's intellect. Therefore, when a person verbalizes a neder, He's revealing the Torah, the hidden Torah in that item. Shehu bechinas neder, that's the ned neder, the nundor, the bina, the, the, hidden, the hiddenness. Alidei shemoitza neder bepiv, by verbalizing it. Shezeh bechinas shemegala madahavasosin. He's revealing that which was originally hidden. V'alkei nasa mizeh Torah. And therefore that creates Torah. Because that's what the Torah is all about. The Torah is revealing hiddenness. So a neder is a form of revealing hiddenness. And this whole thing is dependent on the choice of the person. Depending on what manner the person chooses to reveal this hidden light. Im lasois, im shaloi lasois. Either by making a vow 
I will not drink that orange juice, or making a vow that I will drink the orange juice. Because this hidden light that we're referring to over here is an unformatted light. It has no shape or form. It's not mitzvah, it's not avera. It's unformatted light. And it's dependent on the choice of the person the manner that the person chooses to bring that light down. Whether the person wants to bring it down in the form of a vow that causes the person to do something, or or to refrain from doing. And then it becomes Torah based on how this person is drawing the light from its hiddenness into revelation. Meaning, based on the type of vow he's going to make with his mouth. A positive vow or a negative vow. And again, this is an example where he's revealing that which was hidden. There was hidden light there. There was Torah there. But it was hidden, and it wasn't in any shape or form. When the person declares that item forbidden to him, or that item obligatory to him, he's formatting, he's revealing the light. Nimtza, paragraph Gimel, Nimtza, therefore we conclude, She'inye nedorim hu she'mekasher hadover l'hachir selekus shubhinas ha-toyro ha-ne'elemes she'nelem that the concept of neder is a way of attaching everything to the divine light and life, which is the hidden Torah that's hidden inside of everything. He's revealing that which was originally hidden. He's revealing the fact that in that ordinary item, there is hidden a great light, the hidden Torah. And that makes that object into part of the Torah. Now it's become a mitzvah to partake in that item, or it's become a sin to partake on that item, depending on the type of vow the person made because the person is obligated to fulfill whatever he said. And it's forbidden for him to violate, to go against what he said he's going to do. So therefore we understand that by making this neder, this person has turned that object into Torah, into mitzvah. Prior to the neder, there was no mitzvah or avera with this watch. But by making a vow that I'm not going to wear this watch, by saying that, he's made that watch into Torah. He's revealing something which was originally hidden. He's revealing the hidden Torah that was hidden in there. 
This is the concept of neder. It's an example of us revealing the Torah that's hidden. Which is similar to that light that sustains the world when we're not connected to the Torah. When a person is conducting themselves like a regular, ordinary guy without Torah, without any obvious connection to the Torah. This is Neder. Now Rav is going to go into Shvua. Now technically the difference between Neder and Shvua basically is when a person makes a Neder, they impose it on themselves. Hare <clears throat> Olai. I am not allowed to do this thing. I, can, I, I must do this thing. Whereas Shvua is imposed on the actual object. Shvua is saying, this object is forbidden to me. <clears throat> or, or this object is something I must do X, Y, Z with. As we'll see, Rav Nosanzal is going to go into this more in this halacha and in subsequent halachas. Ushvua, paragraph David, Ushvua zebechinas hashniya. A question. Yes, just a moment. <clears throat> There's a question in the chat. Isn't simply using any physical object for Kedusha revealing Hashem and the creation? What does a nether shvua add above this? One can verbalize anything one does and make it into Torah with our words and deeds without the need of, of nether or shvua. Why the need for an actual nether? <clears throat> a person says, I'm going to walk to shul now. It's, it's a holy act. They're saying that they're going to do a mitzvah. And even the walking is a mitzvah. And even saying it is a nice thing. But, but it's, not, it's not an official mitzvah. It's not turning on one of those 613 lights. And it's not the same power that's activated when a person makes a neder, when a person vows, I will do this and this, and they don't say bali neder. That's a whole other league of obligation and of, of actualizing the Torah. It's true, when we use anything for Kedush, when we have a good thought, that's a, an aspect of Torah. But there's levels and levels. And again, a neder is a whole... There's, there's punching lightly and there's punching a real punch. Neder is the real punch. You know, a person using anything, I'm using the watch to be able to let me know when I have to go to shul, it's, it's a nice thing and it's, it's, it's sort of, it's a chafetz of mitzvah sort of because I use it to be able to know what time is sunrise, what time is shkia, what time to do this. But making the vow related to that watch is taking it to another level. <coughs> Another question, please? So we should make Nedara Moshfuis? Usually not. Usually, definitely not. Stay tuned. We're going to be learning a lot about it in the next few halachas.
okay, we'll hold it over here for now. Tomorrow, tomorrow is Friday. <coughs> we'll continue, and Rav Nelson is going to explain Shavua, and then he'll go into the differences between Nadorim and Shavua, how it relates to us. <coughs> Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We should to be excited that Shabbos is on the way. want to wish a, a happy birthday to one of our close friends, Nachman Asulin, a close friend and supporter, to Eli Asulin, whose birthday was yesterday, we neglected to mention it, and, and a, a major mazel tov to one of the founders of this shir, whose daughter gave birth to a baby boy. We mentioned it in the beginning of the shir. Simchas, by all of us, Mitzvah Shemim. Gula Shleimah, B'mheir B'yameinu, Amen V'yameinu. Amen.